Hello, and welcome to Articulated Thought. My name is Colin, I'll be your host today, and I'm excited to begin with a couple life hacks and a reworking of this idea um, from the channel Abraham Hicks, who, if you don't know, is channeled by Esther Hicks, and Abraham is essentially uh, a, a collection of souls, so to speak, that are that are channeling through Abraham, um, if you believe in channels. Whatever you want to believe in, I don't know, doesn't matter. I'm going to read you this mantra because it has really helped me be a little bit happier. Um, so, this is kind of my own words. This isn't specifically Abraham's words, but I will reflect on that. I am elated to be where I am in life. I am enjoying myself very much, and I am eager and ready for more. So what that means to me is that, yes, I am content with the the path that I am taking, and everything on this path is making me happy, but I'm also ready to enjoy more of the path and bring more to me. So uh, what Abraham says is essentially that we have to be constantly happy and unfolding our lives to get more, to raise our vibration, to be happy in every single moment, because happiness is not a destination. Happiness is a path. And so since that is true, we are constantly having to adjust the way that we are in the moment so that we can raise our vibration. But if you don't want to call it vibration, if you don't want to call it that, let's call it a mood. Um, if you want to raise your mood in every moment, if you are happy in every moment, then you are more receptive of good things happening to you. I'm trying to make it in the most layman terms I can because Abraham's pretty woo-woo. But uh, if you can be happy, you will receive more. You will you will show your glowing smile to the world and people be more receptive to be with you and to enjoy your presence. And um, so I really think that uh, if you can rework that in your head and not think of everything as a destination, like, oh, I'll be happy when I earn this much money. I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when. No. You can't just be happy when. You have to be happy in every moment. You have to rework yourself and do everything in happiness. So if you can allow yourself to kind of recalibrate whenever you're feeling upset, whenever you're feeling down, um, I know this is obviously um, a little, a little, uh, it's not, you're not able to do it all the time, but just try, try to do something. If you're feeling down, do something to take care of yourself because we are, um, light beings and we just need, we just need more happiness in our life because happiness breeds happiness. Um, another thing that I'm doing is, um, I'm writing down three, but it's not really just three. I usually do like five or six things where, um, that make me happy. So I do that directly in the morning and, um, I just write down things that I'm thankful for things that happened to me yesterday or things that happened to me today. And, uh, that allows me the space to kind of, 
uh, it kind of reworks your brain to look for happy things. I'll, I'll go a little bit on a tangent with that. A lot of doctors and lawyers are very depressed. And the reason for this is, is because they are, their skill, their job is to find problems and fix them. And so when you are in a mindset of finding problems and trying to fix them, it kind of makes you look for problems in your own life to fix. And then your whole mindset is problems, problems. Where's the problems? Where, what can I fix? What can I fix? And that makes you sad. That's like you're conditioning yourself to always look for problems. And where with writing down things that make you happy, you um, rework that infrastructure in your head and you always look for things that are going to make you happy. Okay, so um, now this episode doesn't really have a central theme, but I'm reading this book. It's called Breathe and the author's name is James Nestor. I really enjoy it. I just started it though. I'm like about 50 pages in, but there was this one part that I really want to read to you guys because it's really working reworking the way that I think about breathing. So um, here it is. To understand how breathing affects athletic performance, we first need to understand how the body makes energy from air and food. There are two options with oxygen, a process known as aerobic respiration, and without it, which is called anaerobic respiration. Anaerobic respirate energy is generated only with glucose, a simple sugar, and it's quicker and easier for our bodies to access. It's kind of a backup system and a turbo boost when the body doesn't have enough oxygen. But anaerobic energy is inefficient and can be toxic, creating an excess of lactic acid. The, the nausea, muscle weakness, and sweating you experience after you've pushed it too hard at the gym is a feeling of anaerobic overload. This process explains why the first few minutes of intense workout are often so miserable. Our lungs and respiratory system haven't caught up to the supply to up to supply the oxygen our bodies need, and so the body has to use anaerobic respiration. This also explains why after we're warmed up, exercise feels easier. The body has switched from anaerobic to aerobic respiration. These two energies are made in different muscle fibers throughout the body. Because anaerobic respiration is intended as a backup system, our bodies are built with fewer anaerobic muscle fibers. If we rely on these less developed muscles too often, they eventually break down. More injuries occur during the post-New Year's rush to gyms than any other time of the year because too many people attempt to exercise far over their thresholds. Essentially, anaerobic energy is like a muscle car. It's fast and responsive for quick trips, but polluting and impractical for long hauls. This is why anaerobic, this is why aerobic respiration is so important. Remember these cells that evolved to eat oxygen 2.5 billion years ago kicked off an explosion of life. We've got some 37 trillion of them in our bodies. When we run ourselves aerobically uh, with oxygen, we gain some 16 times more energy efficient over anaerobic. The key for exercise and the rest of life is to stay in that energy efficient, clean burning, oxygen eating aerobic zone for the vast majority of time during exercise and at all times during rest. I think this is so important. And I'm going to add something that I know before I even read this book is that I don't know if you know, but when you, the way that we lose weight is not through sweat, urine, 
um, feces, it's not through those like what you would think it is. It's actually through breathing. We are burning off the heat that comes from when you lose weight, you are burning off the heat and you are breathing it out. And that's how we lose most of our weight. I mean, obviously you can detox in different capacities and you can do different things, but I'm just saying the most, the way that we lose most of our weight is through breathing. And so, um, what this book is exploring right now, and I'm going to continue these, I'm going to do more episodes the farther I get into this book, but, um, breathe through your nose because it is much more practical to breathe through your nose than it is through your mouth. We actually will have higher blood pressure and you won't be able to do as well with athletic performance if you breathe through your mouth. So just practice it, just practice for a day or two, see how much better you feel when you just be conscious about when you breathe through your mouth. When you breathe through your, when you when you notice yourself breathing through your mouth, just convert back into nose breathing. Because um, regardless of what uh, like feels normal to us, it's actually the reason that feels normal to us is because we've trained ourselves that way. And um, I will give more explanation later on why nose breathing is some more so important. I just don't know enough right now to explain it in a detailed way. But I really think that if you practice this for a couple days, which I have been doing, and um, the more that I do it, the more I notice how much I breathe through my mouth sometimes. And it's actually, I'm pretty good about this because my nasal cavity is really clear. But that doesn't mean that I don't catch myself sometimes when I'm stressed or whatever, breathing through my mouth. And so just explore that. I'm going to read this mantra one more time. Um, I'm going to add another one that I think about all the time. I have this in my car on a post-it note on the, or a sticky note on the side of my car. And it says, things are always working out for me. Things are always working out for me. And so just just know, like, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but I got into a car accident last week and I got enough money to cover my car and more and got a really beautiful Subaru and I love it. And, um, and I had to think to myself, things are always working out for me. Maybe something was going to break down with my car. Who knows what the case is, but every time that something bad happens to me, something good comes from it. And that's only because I have the mindset of things are always working out for me. So let me read this mantra one more time to you. I am elated to be where I am in life. I am enjoying myself very much and I am eager and ready for more. This sets you up for the path to happiness. This sets you up to living happiness in every moment and you will breed more happiness by by changing your mindset on that happiness is a path and not a destination. I'm going to say that one more time. Happiness is a path and not a destination. I love you, beautiful souls. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Mwah.